For too long, the fertility market has been bewildering, overwhelming, and frankly, I think has downright ignored the needs and difficult experiences of the people they're supposed to be serving. Ovum has made it their mission to change this completely. Now, I am extremely choosy about who I promote on this podcast because I'm very protective of my listeners and audience, which is why you've probably only ever heard one spoken ad like this before. So it's with complete confidence, excitement and pride that I can share this amazing company with you. Ovum care about you, truly. From creating products to support conception and fertility that are designed by doctors and backed by the latest science without cutting any corners, from adding access to meditations I've personally written and recorded inside their pregnancy test boxes, Ovum is founded by individuals who've navigated infertility themselves. I really couldn't be more proud to partner with them and tell you about them. Ovum is driven by the belief that everyone who is trying to conceive deserves better, and I am 100% behind this ethos. So head over to startwithovum.com and use code LIFERAFT10 for 10% off their tests and supplements. Hello and welcome back to the TTC Life Raft. It is episode three. I am sitting here in my spare room at home looking at the most beautiful blue sky and the sun is shining. Today actually marks the start of Baby Loss Awareness Week here in the UK and the first thing that I want to do is just send anybody who has been affected by baby loss the biggest and warmest love. I am thinking of you and I hope hope that wherever you are in the world and however you're coping with this week you feel supported and connected to your friends and your family and if you don't then I urge you to seek support online through the wonderful and very loving warm space um, within the Instagram community or just let this podcast be something that you can hang on to and feel that connection with people who really really do get it. For the last episode, I spoke to the wonderful Anna Whitehouse, otherwise known as Mother Pucker, about her experience with loss and how that affected her relationship with Matt, her husband. This week, I actually wanted to put out something completely different. I know that it's going to be a really difficult and extremely emotionally charged week for a lot of people. So I really wanted to provide something which could have the potential to lift you up and maybe make you think about things a little bit differently. I spoke to the brilliant, the wonderful, the inspiring and the completely unique Lucy Sheridan, who is the UK's first and only comparison coach. Now, she is actually not related to the fertility world per se, but everything that she says, everything that she talks about really resonated with me. And I thought that actually all of you guys would really benefit from hearing some of her pearls of wisdom. And she really has these brilliant ways of articulating feelings that we all have around comparison and how comparing ourselves to others really does affect how we actually act and I struggle with it all the time and it's something that I did write a chapter on in my book which I'm working on called Ending Comparisons before I knew about Lucy and then when I found her and I thought oh she's got it nailed I need to speak to this lady so we had a really really nice really lovely call 
um, on Skype because Lucy has moved to this beautiful house up in the Peak District. So we're quite far away. I'm down in London. And I really hope that you get so much from this. I really feel like this is the sort of material I was really hoping to find for this podcast. Really useful content, really nourishing content. And nourish is a word that we actually use quite a lot in this chat. So enjoy. And here she is, the wonderful Lucy Sheridan. Thank you so much for squeezing me in. Like I appreciate it so much because I know I know how busy you are and I know how in oh. demand you are. And I mean, I've been following you since my friend Stevie um, met you at an event, saw you talk, said you've got to follow Lucy Sheridan. She's amazing. So I started following you, and I just get so much from what you say all the time. And I'm sure you must hear this a lot, but. I, I, there was something about it which just resonated so much for me and I just thought I think a lot of my followers would really benefit from hearing what you've got to say and it's something that is a real really difficult problem when you're trying to conceive and when um, if you're going through cycles of treatment and um, comparison I'm talking about here just for the record I just wondered what what I mean I, I kind of know your story but do you want to just tell me like how did you come into doing what you're doing yes yeah, so because my job title is pretty specific it's you don't find it like an easy box to tick on LinkedIn but I am the comparison coach basically and I help people stop comparing themselves to other people and for me, it's been a case of teach what you need to learn. So I can remember from a very young age comparing myself to other people, whether it was, you know, swimming badges when we were kind of like six years old, right through to how my body was developing, then how I was performing academically, and then, you know, it followed me around into my career and my personal life too. So when things got kind of really tricky in my 20s, and I had, I think looking back now, a bit of a breakdown, I set myself and invited myself, I suppose, to look at, this trait, this pattern, and I was also doing a life coaching training at the time, and I thought, if I could think and feel myself into this, could I think and feel myself out of it? And the interesting thing, I was doing the life coaching training just as, you know, almost um, a bit of a healing exercise myself. I had no intention of taking it on to... um, in a professional way I thought I might absorb some of it into my other role then when I was working in the advertising industry and I thought I might be able to kind of you know take my relationships to you know professionally to more depth but I never would have thought the two would come together so perfect perfectly I suppose you could say um, and I, I was able through what I learned through the training and then applying that and tailoring the exercises and putting them under a microscope of how they um, apply to comparison was able to come up with a set of tools and techniques which did indeed help um, and then a few things happened um, this was about five six years ago now and um, so a few things happened where it felt right to leave that role and I thought well, I'll go freelance and I'll try and ride both surfboards in terms of doing a bit of coaching and also freelance doing what I was um, doing in the advertising industry as a role and um, what I noticed was when I talked about general themes of life for example, let's say work-life balance, yeah, people were kind of interested. But if I did a blog or even just spoke to my friends in the pub about comparison, I noticed there was this spike and the conversation would go would go on and on. You know, even people that have been quite around the table would have something to say. And it would just kind of struck me, wow, you know, it was a real taboo back then. It's less so now. But it was a real um, taboo then. People held a lot of shame around it. And so I thought, well, 
I'm sure I can help people because I've been able to help myself and through what I've been able to learn. So I, I'll do a test and for 30 days I'll call myself a comparison coach. And this was when the wellbeing industry was really like very much in its infancy and burgeoning in the UK anyway. And um, so I thought this is kind of high risk, but let's go with it and see what happens. And if after 90 days it's just, it's not worked it's blown over there's no interest then cool I'll go back to something different and yet if it if it does take off then I'll go with that and I'm glad to say it was the latter and here I am having the pleasure of speaking to you today (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah taking off is definitely what happened because it seems to have I I feel like comparison is at the root of everything when I was doing a lot of self-transformation and self-development when I was going through my first fertility struggle and I realized that comparison was just this peace thief happiness killer all of those things which you know and understand so well and when I was writing or working on my book and I did a whole chapter on ending comparisons and I realized that that was such a huge block to me being free while I was actually trying to get pregnant how does it affect everything it's an interesting thing because there are there are people that don't compare um and and my brother's one of those people, for example. He walks through life and life is just one big Pinterest board. You know, someone gets a promotion, great, congratulations, someone gets engaged, or there's another life milestone, it's oh all power to you. He doesn't see that as a disconnecting, separating thing. But then there are the rest of us. And I think comparison will show up in different ways for us. So I used to be a real comparison generalist where I would compare myself to people and different things all the time body shape, career, personal life, it was, you know, I was almost like I had a stock exchange going up in my head where I could kind of see where I was and, you know, putting myself above people as much as below people, so it's a a nasty trait when you're kind of very advanced in it like I have been, Um, and yet what I'd say now is um, as I've grown up, my my comparison's grown differently too, so it tends to be career stuff that triggers my comparison because I don't think it's necessarily something we can destroy and dissolve out of, you know, out of the ether completely, and that takes a lot of pressure off, actually. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I do think it's a human trait. The goal is to make comparison feel less and have bigger gaps in between those experiences. If you can land anywhere on the scale further down than you were, it's like that's a big victory moment. But however comparison shows up, maybe different for you than for me and for um, someone listening, I think ultimately what what is a golden thread that binds us in common is that we are feeling disconnected from ourselves or our past. So sometimes this is a disconnection from ourselves where we um, are really hard on ourselves and we doubt our ability to make change in the moment or we beat ourselves up because of choices we made in the past or we worry about the future um, or sometimes we feel disconnected from a past because maybe it isn't ours anymore. So let's just say, um, let's say, let's choose an area of comparison which might be career. We see someone getting promoted at work or, you know, starting their own business and we see that promotion come in and it might have been that we really wanted to kind of climb the corporate ladder at one time but we're comparing ourselves to something which actually isn't aligned with us anymore. And that's when comparison can get particularly tricky because we have to walk through the kind of the tanglement of, but what do I actually want? What's this trying to teach me? So ultimately, I would say, you know, it, we, we are all linked by our comparison, but it's because we are feeling disconnected from ourselves, which means that it kind of manifests in us pitting ourselves against each other, which isn't useful or, you know, productive at all, but it's just so easy to do. Mm. And what would you say to someone, because a lot of the time what people struggle with is 
pregnancy announcements and instantly you get that like oh it's like a blow and you just think why are they having this what about me when is it my turn what your, what's your advice like how do we how do we change our response to that or how do we be kind to ourselves I think there's a couple of views I have on this now one of them of course is that you know practice excellent self-care and you know really have a very high hygiene factor around your feed and I'm sure those listening today will be very careful in monitoring what they follow and what they choose not to follow just bearing in mind you know what's going to make you know protect your own space and protect your feeling I also think that something which um can really help dissolve comparison and, and lessen it is the joining in communities and making sure that we aren't isolating ourselves when we're having a certain experience so having somewhere like you know your podcast to go to Alice or you know following hashtags that unite people having that experience can make us feel less alone and less like an island because there's you know that when you have that feeling you see that pregnancy announcement and it's like yeah when is it my time it can feel very it can feel like a very lonely experience maybe you know if you have a partner they're struggling to connect with how you're feeling um or if you're kind of solo on the journey too that can add even more pressure as well so seeking out community being honest and finding safe space safe spaces to be vulnerable because this the other thing as well in terms of comparison is smart because we are so it will sometimes deliver that double punch, as in, um, I'm comparing myself to that, you know, I, I see that pregnancy announcement, I'm comparing my situation to someone else's, but then, but I should be happy for them. So first you get the first, like, the first punch of, oh, that feels horrible, and then the, the second punch of, oh my God, I'm being that person. And I think, you know, that extra level of judgment isn't helpful too. So it's interesting, that often kind of, um, you know, it, it's a really obvious and necessary question, like, what can we do to stop it? I do think there's a layer, a step before that, which is accepting your experience such that you are not judging yourself as much as maybe you've been prone to be, mm. um, because not that's not with a like it or lump it, um, you know, intent. It's really the way that we can be so hard on ourselves and rush ourselves through, and actually we need to process and integrate even the sadness, even the grief, even the difficulty, even though it hurts, it's painful. The, the rush sometimes to get out of that means that it will just boomerang around when maybe there's more at stake if further down the line or things are even trickier. And so I, th- I think that's something which I know some people are uncomfortable with, but it's, even if you can just be in it for five minutes, you will take the edge off the next time it comes around. I really do believe that. Mm, I think that's so right. And I, I talk about acceptance quite a lot. And it's sometimes I worry that it's kind of coming across in the wrong way, that I'm kind of going, no, you just have to accept the fact that you're on this horrible, horrible journey. <laughs> um, but and it, it, it's, it can be taken the wrong way. But actually, in the way that you've just described how it helps, I think is so useful and so important for people to just start sitting with those feelings and not brushing them under the carpet exactly even if it's for five minutes at a time healing can't be rushed but like you know if we suppress it I think there will be more to come later Mm. and um, there's only some things we can't run from yeah and that's what and that is that's difficult too especially when when I was reading one of your blogs um Alice there's so many well-meaning people out there where actually, you know, if you're on a fertility um, journey, there's something I'd share too, and this is if you are embarking on anything which is important to you, whether that might be um, trying to plan a trip somewhere, 
ask someone to marry you, build a house, extension, I don't know, whatever's important to you, you know, embark on fertility or continue a fertility journey, I would say you don't have to share anything you don't want to. Or you can share everything in every detail. There's no kind of social media police or communications police out there. Um, but there's, a, there's a, a spiritual teacher that I used to really like the books of. His name's Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I always remember that one thing I took from one of his books, which I think is called Wishes Fulfilled or something quite, excuse me, quite cheesy. Like that. <laughs> he, there was this paragraph and he talked about um, if something's important to you, build a temple for it in your heart and guard it. And that's really stuck with me. So um, I will, you know, in my work, my life, I might make announcements or share news every so often if it's pertinent. Or I might share if something hasn't gone well too. But I'll only share if I've healed it. And I'll only share when it's kind of like I'm sure that it's about to, like it's, it's happened, like the ink is dry, whatever it is. And that's not about kind of being mistrustful or, um, you know, jinxing things. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in a world. I don't. Be- I choose not to live in a world where we jinx things. That's just a belief of mine. But it's, you know, if it's important to you, let it, let it grow and just be yours for a little while. Because I think that especially with, um, you know, areas, well, you know, topics like fertility, your life and you are too precious and it is too precious to become the fodder and gossip of other people and to become like a Facebook comment thread unless you are open to the advice mm. but you know if you want to share as well that things aren't going well I think you can say like I am not open to any advice mm. I just want to be seen and heard on this mm. people hit you with emojis like faster than you can say emoji you know <laughs> but it's um, just share to the level that you want to be aware that your comparison is going to be is going to be around but I do think you know ex- expect to have comparison too expect it and that takes the pressure off you feeling you have to be the perfect person. I think that's so amazing, that idea of the visualisation of the temple and guarding it is really lovely. And I, th- yeah. I, I find, like, visualisation really, really helpful. I don't know if you've got... Have you got any any specific tools or techniques that you could help us to... Because I feel like it's that it's like that recognising comparison, yeah. isn't it? Like, instantly, yeah. that gives you that space between you and the comparison, right? Absolutely. It's really because... I don't know if you can relate to this, I was like... When I kind of got into self-development and I heard people talk about visualisation, I was like, oh, it's using your imagination. I've always been a bit of a daydreamer. Yeah. And even from, like, being young, I can remember, um, I don't know, maybe being before an exam and knowing it would go well or visualising it going well because I was like, oh, God, this will be boring. I need to do something else. And it's a big part of, like, my personal practice, even from a point of view, like, I kind of shared with you before we came on, like, For the last year or so, I've just had a bit of a difficult time in my nervous system. I've experienced a lot of stress. And because my signs of stress are different from when I was working in the advertising industry, it kind of, it's been a bit sneaky. I've been using visualisation to kind of just picture having a calm morning before I have my lunch. So not even like my big vision, you know, house in Malibu or whatever. That wouldn't necessarily be on my vision board anyway. (laughs) But I use it as a bite-sized everyday remedy. I don't just use it for my big life life vision elements, which I will do, tend to do that, like on the new moon and the full moon. I'll maybe tap into something bigger there. But for me, it's an immediate, helpful um, tool there. And it's as simple as... Um, you know, I'll put my hand on my heart, my other my other fingers on my pulse, and I'll just be kind of very in my body, and then I might just close my eyes and um, like I say, just think about not getting many emails. I know that sounds silly, but that is that feels very nourishing. 
I would definitely recommend, I recommend visualisation. I think it can work for lots of things in terms of just feeling better. Just feeling better. And when you're not feeling good, just feeling okay is really sexy, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people like, it's funny, um, when people kind of find out what I do, I think there's lots of um, maybe perceptions about life coaches being like, you know, punch the air and big smiles. And it's, I, I, you know, from someone that's experienced anxiety in my life, I just love being neutral. Yeah, yeah. It's like a re- just not caring anymore <laughs> as much can feel like a huge, huge milestone when something's maybe been toxic or eaten you up for a while. Yeah, and just to feel that kind of relief and that relaxation of like, oh, I don't have that horrible, you know, anxious feeling about whatever it is, definitely. Yeah, so visualisation I find really helpful and... I think if people haven't done it before, it's just like you say, it's not a difficult, it's actually really simple. It's really, really simple, really, really simple, yeah. You know, especially from, like, for example, a fertility journey, if you feel like life is very, very serious, it, for me, it just puts the world at arm's length and that's what I need. Yeah. I just need that space to breathe and not see, you know, be able to see the wood from the trees, basically. I think that's it and I think you can get really overwhelmed when you're in the middle of a fertility struggle like so many reasons and especially when maybe you're in the middle of your two-week wait and it's about trying to be present I mean that's always what I try to advise people to, to do is to do every trick in the book to try and stay present because as soon as you start projecting into the future or living in the past and remembering past cycles that haven't worked or where you've lost a pregnancy, then it can trigger all these horrible, anxious feelings. Yeah. Um, what What are your best tips for staying present? How can we do that? Because I know you were talking about being like being in your body and like feeling your finger on your pulse. That's a really nice way to do it, I guess. Um, I like, this may not be for everyone, but I'll answer the question honestly. Um, I, ha- I really like to use oracle decks and tarot cards. So um, my morning practice would be, um, you know, wake up, morning routine, have coffee, of course. Um, <laughs> and then I put, I'll burn some incense, light a candle, and then I will, I mean, I've got one of my decks here, and I'll pull a card, and, and it's not kind of a really spooky experience. I just shuffle the cards, and, I, and, and as I do so, I'm asking, like, what is the biggest insight for me today or if I remember if I keep anything if I keep anything in mind above all else what is it to be and I'll pull a card or one will flip out or sometimes happen and I'll just really sit with that message and think about how it applies to me and then that thought you know no matter what comes in the day that thought will be present and can circle back to help me too um and I'll do that most mornings um but something is you know doing something that is uh, you know connecting as well so not necessarily like d- numbing out with Netflix but like I've got a dog and um, I like even look I'll listen out for the sound of her claws on the, the floor I know that sounds it's like my favorite sound yeah yeah, and yeah. that makes me feel very present and that will like bring a little smile to my face even if I'm kind of up to my up to my eye, eyeballs or in something <laughs> different you know <laughs> so it's like finding these uh, little ways to connect back with yourself and I know there are whole books and courses written about mindfulness to the point where I find it a bit intimidating knowing where to start but I know they work for me and my belief around the oracle tarot cards is it's not 
you know, it's me just connecting with my higher self, like Lucy that always knows, Lucy that never doubts, Lucy that really is, like, trying her best and wants to kind of come through. Maybe sometimes my ego mind doesn't like that. And that is just, for me, it's very centering practice to do that in, in the daytime, um, in the morning. And sometimes when I'm feeling I need a bit of extra support as well, I'll pull a card at night before I go to bed too. Um, but that's not going to be for everyone. But like I say, I, I, an honest answer to an honest question. Yeah, no, thank you. That's really fascinating because I've actually never used those. So for anyone who doesn't know what an oracle deck is, can you yeah. can you talk about them? But... An oracle deck is a set of cards that are illustrated. Like this is one called the Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. <laughs> if you go onto um, Amazon, you'll find loads on there. Some great ones by Kyle Gray. So they're a set of cards and then I will... They've each got a message on them. So I'll pull a card, and it, this one is number 17, Sisters of the Seasons. And they're always illustrated very beautifully, but the, the illustration is very allegorical, so there's messages in the illustration too. So I'll sit with that and really centre it, and then I look at what number 17 is here, and I'll read the message that it says. And then there is significance about whether the um, card is straight or it's upside down, which is reversed, and it has a specific message to it. And I'll just... I say just, but I'll prop that card up on my desk for the day, and then as I'm shutting down, I'll put it back in back in its box. But they are, they can be very beautifully illustrated. Similarly with um, tarot cards, which I know some people might they can be they can be quite polarizing. I'm a fan, um, <laughs> and I use a lovely deck. Um, oh gosh, what is it called? It's called the Star Child deck, and they're designed very beautifully. Um, and again, pulling the card seeing what it says to me and then looking for the significance in the words that support it too. It's just an extra pep, mm. but uh, it always checks me in and will always give me, it will always resonate on some level. I So to me, that sounds like that is your life raft, um, if we're going with that analogy, because I, I try to encourage people to kind of find whatever works for them and then just hang on to that. And, you know, when it, for me, it was through, I found my kind of life raft when I, I did this course called The Artist's Way. And that was that was my thing. And yeah, it was it was completely transformative and life changing. And, um, you know, when I was going through a really really difficult time I'd, I'd go back to that course and I'd do the tasks and I would just follow you know I would I would have something that I could cling to yeah, yeah and I think that's something that's also helped me is that there's this great expression and I think the writer's name is a psychologist business writer he's called Jim Rohn and he has an, an expression which has stuck with me um, and it's you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and I think that's another, like, to use your beautiful analogy, another life raft for me. And when I was going through a bit of a difficult time about two years ago, I realised that it wasn't that I didn't have a supportive circle. I didn't really have a circle of sorts. And I wanted to get really clear and mindful and curate that. So I had my husband on the table because he's a pretty cool guy. And, you know, <laughs> then there was another good friend too. And I thought, okay, from some of the five people I spend the most time with, who do I want to spend time with? And um, so I thought, well, I'd rather have empty seats than kind of people just occupying them anyway. Mm. So I started to buy loads of audio books from writers that I really previously loved to read. And then this sounds a bit weird, but I, like, I thought if I can bring them into my life in this audio way, I can sit them at the table. You know, and I'm arguably spending like two hours with Oprah. That's more than spending with anyone else. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I was able, that was, that was really very nourishing as well. And I put myself in a bubble of like not positivity to bypass but of nourishing supportive content I suppose one of a better term and mm. um, so it's things like you know 
always have podcasts on that do support you and where you're at that you can just even if it means that you'll actually daydream if you're kind of listening to something but so putting yourself in a bubble I think is really important and yeah. um, and that's whether it's having nourishing content to read or listen to or watch on YouTube for example and yeah. um, if you have to binge it binge it because it will make all the difference I think I think that's really really great advice because I think there is a temptation to just go I just need to go and just zone out and like you were saying numb out on Netflix and there's absolutely a place for that definitely but then there's also a time when you need to go okay I'm not actually I'm not doing that sitting with what's happening I'm not nourishing and I'm not I'm not doing I'm not doing the work you know and actually once you do do the work and you and you and it and it sounds it sounds like it's going to be hard but actually surrounding yourself with really amazing podcasts and reading some books and like you know it's actually so nourishing yeah. nourishing is the word I just think that's yeah. the perfect word here's a question for you so what do you do if you're kind of on the go because you've done say you're kind of doing quite well and you're doing your nourishing work and you're kind of in your bubble and you've got your life raft equipment but then you find yourself at a social occasion and your comparison just creeps up out of the blue sneaky sneaky what what do you do kind of on the hoof like how can you <laughs> sort yourself out like that question too because and again it's realizing even if you're in a room full of people you can always go to the loo for a couple of minutes and give yourself space because that's I think where comparison although those that negative or difficult experience comes in is when it's allowed to take root we feel like I've got nowhere to go um and I think also like having tools to this sounds a bit harsh but like shut down conversations that aren't helpful for you mm. I am absolutely fine with you whoever like whatever you want to do like just be selfish or selfful as my friend calls it which I love that be as selfful as you need to in that moment that that five minute conversation can be nipped in the bud it means it doesn't ruin the rest of your day it's worth it to say oh do excuse me or that sounds great all the best with it what else is going on just move it along shut it down similarly if questions are coming your way and, um, you know, I watched that video you did about, like, are you sure you're having sex right? It's like, you don't need, like, your friend of a friend, like, uh, talking to you about your intimate life. It's, again, it's too important to be the fodder of the people. But it's just finding ways to move conversations along. Not because you're being shifty or untruthful, but because they don't deserve it. Like, nobody deserves your truth if it's sensitive and it needs to be protected around that too. But um, a technique that my friend Corinne shared to me, actually, was um, she saw, so I think she was having trouble with the car or something, and she was in, I think she was on the way to a meeting in Knightsbridge in London, and she saw some of this, like, really beautiful car, and instead of being like, oh, God, that rub it in my face, universe, she was like, good for you, and the same for me, good for you, and the same for me, and she said, like, saying it out loud and doing the pointing, it absolutely centres you in your body, and also it overrides the comparison system, uh-huh. so it's a bit like, you can't go left and right at the same time, you have to go either or, that good for you and the same for me it's so affirmative and that cuts off the oxygen to comparison that it will pep you enough to get through the conversation but also support you when you've left it too we're not kind of caught in our thoughts oh god I can't believe another person yeah yeah I love that and it's just kind of having that kind of thing in the back of your head it's like having something in your back pocket isn't it you know. exactly it. yeah back yeah back yeah, yeah. And, and you can just whip it out and then and then you're <laughs> then you're armed <laughs> and you've got your thing when you know nothing can work and that's when you have to get under a blanket make yourself a chai tea or whatever you want and just go with it and just like just be in that winter moment but there will be times you're like oh oh shook it off thank goodness right off to the next thing or I'm going to Tesco now whatever it is you have to do in your day 
doesn't take hold, which is a really special moment when it doesn't take hold. Definitely. And just having that ability to sit with that, like we were saying, you know, and it's, and it's understanding like when you need to get in under the duvet and make the chai tea as well, like being intuitive and understanding this is when, this is what I need to do now. I'm going to wrap it up. But is there anything else that you, you want to say at this point, like after the chat? Just thank you for having me. And um, if comparison is something that you experience, then I'm posting often twice a day over on Instagram at Lucy Sheridan. So you're welcome to come in and join the party there. And I hope that I can further help in any way that I can. Yeah, and do, do go and follow Lucy because she is amazing. And I honestly get so much from you every day, Lucy. So. so it really means the world thank you thank you for all your time and for your amazing work thank you so much Lucy for your time and for your wisdom and for sharing so much of yourself with me for this podcast I really hope that you all loved that chat as much as I loved having it and I have used even over the last couple of days since we had that conversation I've been using the good for you and good for me too technique when something has happened that's made me realize that I've got comparison creeping up and I call them the gremlins so my comparison is a gremlin um, and in fact TTC gremlins is is a thing well it's a thing that I've kind of started but it's a thing that is helpful to recognize when those those gremlins come up so I think for this week's life raft tool that I I'd like to share with you is see if you can practice recognizing those gremlins when they come up and it just gives you that distance and that space between you and that feeling so rather than just feeling rubbish because you've seen another pregnancy announcement or you've seen that you know a friend that you haven't seen for ages has got three kids and you're struggling to conceive your first you start to recognize the feelings that you're actually having all feelings are valid and that's a really important thing to remember all feelings are valid even if it's anger or bitterness you know that's absolutely fine to have those feelings just acknowledge them validate them and then and then let them go and decide what you want to do with them I really hope that that was useful for you and let me know how you are I absolutely love hearing from you please please do go and rate and review this podcast it really helps people to find it and gives me the motivation to keep pouring all my time and love and work into bringing this to you I I'm so grateful to all the people who are reaching out to me and who want to be on this on this podcast. It's really, really wonderful. And I'm, I've got lots of wonderful conversations that have been recorded and that I'm editing and uh, lots of ideas for where I, I would love it to go. So do keep in touch with me. Also want to reassure people that I do have some men lined up to come and speak with me as well. It's, it's not just for women. So I really hope that you enjoy the chats that I've got coming up and I hope that you have a great week. Lots of love to all of you and thank you very much again for being here with me. It's an absolute honour to have you. Take care.